set for Broncos and 49ers tonight. Here's Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. Well, we know who's playing and who's not tonight. And some of these are very interesting, and, and we'll get to them here in a second. Matt Smith and Kyle Reese on your Broncos pregame Headed up to the second preseason game of the year, and let's hope this one leaves a better taste in our mouths. All right, bro- all right, Kyle, here are the Broncos not in uniform tonight. Uh, P.J. Locke, who was carted off the field this week, and it was a lower leg injury, but we never really got much clarification on it. He won't play tonight. Kwan Williams will not play tonight. That is an ankle issue that he's dealing with. And, of course, he's been out of practice, and he did not play in the first preseason game either. So a little bit of concern there. Justin Simmons won't go with the groin. Uh, Tyler Beatty, who we saw get carries after Samaje Ryan will not play. Riley Moss is still out, clearly, dealing with that, uh, I believe it was sports hernia, that he had hernia surgery, something like that, I want to say. And then Mike McGlinchey won't go. Chris Manhurts is out. And this one is a bummer. Brandon Johnson isn't going to play tonight. And, man, that kid has had some bad luck, huh, Kyle? Yeah, there's there's two that jump off the page, and, and Johnson's one of them, and, and Beatty is the other. Because, again, I, I think this presents a golden opportunity for guys that are on the fringe, right, who, who are answering questions about how they can contribute to the team. And, you look, I, obviously the, the, the human body can be compromised, and, and you just you feel like these yeah, guys are Tell me about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you just hate, you hate that they're not going to, to be able to capitalize on this opportunity. But... As we know, in the business of the NFL, when one door closes, another one opens, and someone will jump in there and uh, and hopefully have a good showing. Yeah, and it's nothing against Tyler Beatty, but I feel much you know, worse about Brandon Johnson missing yet another game. This was the guy who showed up as the undrafted rookie out of Central Florida last year, wide receiver, and really turned heads in training camp and was actually trending towards making the team. And then he got hurt. I believe it was a high ankle sprain again. They had to cut him. They brought him back. He was on the practice squad the rest of the year. And then to start camp, he was one of their better receivers. And when Tim Patrick went down, you and I were there. We were standing right there and watching it. And I looked to you, and I think, you know, immediately we both knew it was a serious injury for Tim Patrick, right? And I said, Because you were there. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry, Tim. Again, that was my fault. That's two years in a row. Next year, next year, hopefully it's not the Stay same. Home. Stay home. I won't be making it out to the first day in pads next year. That's a promise. Uh, Brandon Johnson, though, you know, that was a guy that you and I immediately looked at each other and projected to earn more of an opportunity as a result of Patrick's injury, him and Marquez Calloway. So tonight, it, it would certainly strike me that this is a big-time chance for Marquez Calloway. And, and, yeah, it is for Marquez Calloway. But, you know, on the heels of that Patrick injury, you began to see in practice – Brandon Johnson doing Tim Patrick type things, right? right? In terms of staying in line, blocking in line, staying on the edge, and, and doing things that receivers who have a bigger body are asked to do, and who have a little bit more physicality to their game. And it sound and looked like he was uh, uh, taking those things head head on and having some success in them. So now it's a okay, next man up, and Marquez Callaway obviously has a little bit of a leg in. Sean, Sean Payton mentioned a few weeks ago he is waiting on him to show him a little bit more. Well, here's your opportunity. Yep. 
Exactly, man. I mean, and and not only that, but this is a guy who's familiar with the offense. He knows what Sean Payton wants to do. He understands the system. So, like you just mentioned, he should have a leg up. The fact that he's not an undeniable candidate to make this roster right now is a bit of a concern to me because I thought we've seen some nice things, yet he just... I don't know, maybe it's because of a lack of chemistry. He didn't pop very much in the first game, so I'd expect more of an opportunity and more of a look at Marquez Callaway because there is plenty of competition, like you just mentioned, for the back end of that wide receiver room. I mean, the other guy we're going to see tonight that we haven't seen so far really much in training camp, and we've seen a little bit, but he's been banged up, is Marvin Mims. You know, second-round draft pick out of Oklahoma at wide receiver, projects to be a returner for the Broncos as well. At least Sean Payton is hoping that he can be their punt returner. This is a guy I'm excited to see what he can do tonight. Yeah, it's your first look at him. And, uh, you know, he's up till what was it, last week? You know, uh, he, he was second in a line in terms of returning punts. And, and obviously that was an opportunity for uh, Washington, for Montreal Washington, who was doing well. But you can, you knew that they didn't want him to be the guy, right? Yeah. So now Marvin Mims yeah. is, you know, you're stepping into the role that was, enti- that was intended for you, and now you really got to show us something because, you know, Montreal Was- Washington has been putting some heat on your heels a little bit, and I yeah. like that back-end pressure. And that's something I actually wrote down. It's something I, I would like to see that I don't think is going to happen. There, Last you mentioned, there's a lot of back-end pressure in the receiver room. I want to see a little bit more front-end pressure. And, and, and it's okay. just and, and again, what does that look like? Well, and here's why: when Jerry Judy drops a third and five, right? Yeah. It, does that happen if you if you weren't inked in as a guy, right? That does. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. One drop? Yeah. It's not one drop. It's it's drops over the years, right? Okay. Uh, on on a, another third down, uh, when Cortland Sutton gets capped off and he doesn't fight through it, right? Do you yeah. not fight through it when? There's a little bit more pressure you mean on the, the front overthrow end. to the end zone. Yes, or, or what a, the perceived overthrow because he stopped his route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, between the two of them, it's some, there was a miscommunication there, right? Sure. But if there's a little bit more upward pressure on those two particular guys, you might get a little Man. bit more performance out of them. And <laughs> you're not going to see it, but it's something that I did write down that you know if I had my if I had three wishes, that would probably be one or two. Well, I'm not a genie, and I can't. And I'm not going to rub you. you. Have your cake and eat it too. Okay, I mean, you may just have to deal with this. So, so <laughs> look, I'll bring in a lamp tomorrow, and you can rub it and see what happens. But look, I get where you're coming from. I just I don't know that yeah, that it's personnel not exists. It's not. I, I don't. Yeah. I, and it's unfortunate, right? Because with Tim Patrick healthy, we would have seen that. Yeah. But unfortunately, it has opened the door right now for some other of these younger guys to step up, and we'll see if they can, you know, make an impression. And, and, and cement themselves among and maybe we see more of that in week three right you pull Judy and Sutton off the field and you really just let these guys go out there and battle and maybe we'll see that more next week but as far as tonight goes the one the one injury update that and we brought him up earlier in the show that I was stunned to see DJ Jones is in uniform tonight yeah for what why are we doing know. this? I'm no, not good. exactly sure. Yeah. And he I, I think that's kind of silly. He did. Yeah, and, and, and again, yeah, as you say, the, look, between him and Zach Allen, right, it, you're, you're incredibly thin in terms of experienced interior mm-hmm. defenders. Right? So, you experienced know. Experienced and proven commodities. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and guys that, you know, got a bag, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. an investment there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, 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 
I'm going to have a hard time squaring that one, too, man. That's tough. I just I hope it's not many snaps. I, I really hope it's not many snaps. Um, the other the other one worth mentioning, Caden Stearns, I brought up a little bit earlier. He is in uniform tonight, and he was uh, limited or did not practice for most of this week. So that's fascinating, too, because the Broncos have some young safeties they want to get a look at, right? And with Caden Stearns, has he really cemented himself as the starting safety? We'd obviously all love to say yes, right? We'd, we'd love to have a definitive case where we could all look at Caden Stearns and go, yep, you're the starting strong safety. But right now, I don't know that we're there. Um, he's been listed as a slash starter. And when I when I say that on the depth chart, it says Caden Stearns or Kareem Jackson right now for that top strong safety spot so uh, we'll see if he plays and obviously they're going to be missing some of their other um, defensive starters in that secondary too right so uh, what are are your expectations high for Caden Stearns maybe not for tonight but for this year I don't know if my expectations is or as high as my excitement right because he's a Mm. super athletic player he really okay. is, and, and you've seen that he can do things. Even last game, right, he made a play, and yeah. he was dis- disruptive around the line of scrimmage. Sure. That he can do that from front to back. So you're really excited about what he can do, but we always use that P word, the potential of things. And so we're mindful of those things. And then when you get to practice and it's a maintenance day for Caden Stearns, we're talking about a guy who's been in the league for three years. Kareem Jackson can take a maintenance day, right? He's he's. 62 damn years old, right? Come on. Come on. You're older than Kareem Jackson. Give the guy a break, Kyle. I'm just saying, you know, he's been in the league forever. You know, Kareem Jackson can get that, right? You get that. Yeah. But but Caden Stearns, you know, you're talking about a guy who hasn't I, – I, I don't know if a maintenance day is incredibly encouraging for a guy that hasn't been around that long. So – I think that's the reason Kareem Jackson makes his team. You know what's interesting is the Broncos, and I'm and I'm looking at Andrew Mason's Twitter Twitter feed here. It looks like the Broncos, maybe for the first time that I can remember, are going with the white socks and white undershirts under their white uniforms. It looks really clean. If you were to throw that white helmet with this combo tonight, I and you'll see it when y'all. the game starts, that'd be that'd be icy. That'd that be icy fresh. white. That and I see white, man. I'm telling yeah. you, it's it's in right now. And if you do it right, man, it, it's it's clean, clean. It's clean. Yeah. No, it's no, it's really clean. It is. And like we mentioned a little bit earlier, it appears that Brock Purdy is going to be the starter tonight for San Francisco. But that's not the starter that we're most interested in. The starter we're most interested in is number three. That's Russell Wilson. What do we expect from Russ tonight? As he is. Looking to stay alive, right? I mean, how would you classify what Russ's what Russ's goal is this year? Oh man, I mean, it's the redemption tour. Right? I'm a survivor. Yeah. I'm not gonna give up, right? Like, how yeah. else? How else do you classify this? Did you say redemption tour? It's the redemption tour. And, and listen, man, I hope you're right. Were you around when Gary Barnett used RTD Return to Dominance? <laughs> I was around with a lot of Gary Barnett things. Okay, so. all right. Well, yeah, yeah. We won't get into that. No, but, but I, I think there's an opportunity here, man. And, and obviously, he's he's a proud quarterback. He's been in the league for more than a decade, and and there's a lot I, I don't think there's ever been a a more seasoned guy with more to prove i've got a very interesting question to ask you about russ and i'm going to ask you on the other side as we are just minutes away from kickoff in san francisco between the broncos and the 49ers that's coming up next on the other side on denver sports station 104.3 the fan getting you 
set for Broncos and 49ers tonight. Here's Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. Close to football. Kickoff is in 15 minutes from Santa Clara at Levi's Stadium between the Broncos and 49ers in their second preseason game. Thanks for joining us on our fan football pregame. Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. Seeing Javante Williams out there right now, Kyle. He will make his debut after tearing that ACL and two other ligaments in that knee. I actually don't know which specific ligaments the other ones were, but there were three of them. He's all bad. I do know that. All bad. And... He's going to get at least, I believe, 10 snaps tonight. I think Sean Payton the other day at practice said he wants to see about four carries and maybe a reception from Javante. But he will be wearing a big old knee brace under a leg sleeve, which, I mean, that's to be expected, right? Yeah, there's a uh, there's a process. And, and, you know, a few years back when Cortland Sutton came back, he had a similar contraption, um, a little different at the position, right? It's a little bit more of a hindrance. But, again, you know, there's, there's a... Uh, there's a path back to this, and, and, and Javante Williams obviously ahead of, has a schedule and ahead of track. And so super excited to see him play tonight, man. I'm excited. I, I do want to temper expectations, though. Yeah. Don't expect to see Javante Williams that we saw pre-injury, at least not right away, because that's not who he's been in training camp. And I think for fans to head in with the wrong expectation would almost give the wrong idea, right? He will look a little slower. He has in camp. I don't think anyone would question that, but this is an important part of the process and building the confidence back up and eventually getting him back out onto the field. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, one thing I did love, though, is that, you know, Sean Payton made sure that he was, if not the first back in, he was on mm-hmm. the front end of the reps in, in team periods. And, yeah, I, everyone I saw, yeah. he was he was first. Yeah, and, and that goes, you know, the team is behind you. We believe in you. When you're ready, we're ready for you. There's a message behind that. I think that was masterfully done. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, healthy amount of concern because sure. the Broncos signed Samaj P. Ryan, who's never been a lead back. He's always been a third down back. He had, I, I want to say, anytime he's at over uh, 20 carries in a game, he's at over 100 yards and he's looked like a lead back. But he just hasn't had that much opportunity because he's been splitting responsibilities with Joe Mixon. And beyond Samaj P. Ryan, the Broncos are just not extremely deep in the running back room, which is why you look at a young player, an undrafted rookie at a Youngstown State by the name of Jaleel McLaughlin, who, by the way, has the correct spelling of his last name on his jersey tonight, which, you know, congratulations to everybody out there for realizing McLaughlin doesn't have two Gs in it. But <clears throat> I digress. I am really looking forward to seeing him get a lion's share of the second team carries. Yeah, uh, apparently the equipment staff was in preseason, too. So (laughs) tighten it up around there. Just got to tighten it up. There aren't two G's in McLaughlin. There is just one. (sighs) And they they straighten it out. So they straighten it out. Um, But but there is something I want to ask you about, Russ, man. And, And it's, does Russell this year look to you like he's got the EOT? You know what I mean when I say EOT? Yeah, the first time you asked me, no. Uh, this now uh, the fourth or fifth time, yes. The eye of the tiger. Does he the have the, the eye? Tiger, Kyle? The eye of the tiger. The eye of the tiger. Does Russell? And, and of course, Kyle and I. This is a little bit of a joke because Rich Gannon this off season had a quarterback preview where he said the thing that was missing most from Russell Wilson's game last year was the eye of the tiger. And yeah. have you seen? Um, 
throughout training camp and maybe through the first preseason game, Russ Russ have that eye of the tiger a little bit more. Well, I'll tell you what. In practice, I don't know if it's the eye of the tiger, but he does strike me as someone that's extremely focused. And by all accounts, he always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the side conversations. And sometimes they're animated side conversations uh, with the offensive coordinator and Lombardi and other quarterbacks and, and talking about what's coming up next. I'm only imagining here, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and things they could have done better in the last period. And you want to see that type of communication. You want it led by QB1 as well. So I, I do see a player that's focused. Eye of the Tiger? I don't know. Ooh, ooh, give me <laughs> give me an example of Eye of the Tiger. Like, is I like can't. Patrick you Mahomes? just know it when you see it. Okay. You know, right. it's one of those things. Ah, there it is. Okay. There's the EOT. There's that tiger's eye. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think I think part of the eye of the tiger is the competitive spirit, right? It's the uh, wearing your emotions on the sleeve, right, and being determined, but that's not who Russ is. So as far as eye of the tiger goes, I think, <laughs> I don't know, the fist pump after they finally were able to punch the touchdown in against Arizona last Friday, that's probably about as close as you're going to get to eye of the tiger from Russell Wilson. Yeah, that is a... Uh... But he, but he's been good about that, right? About congratulating teammates and, and saying, oh, no, I wasn't saying that, but it was a fiery reaction. He gave the sideline and he gave Sean Payton after they hit Judy on the uh, inside slant there. Yeah, it's like about damn time. Goodness yeah, gracious. That's what it felt like for everybody. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't feel like that tonight. And I don't think it will. Actually, uh, now let's take a uh, should we take a little gander at the preseason line? Yeah, the line on yeah, this game? Yeah, humor me, because uh, apparently you have seen this. I'm wondering why. I but... actually haven't seen it. Um, okay. I, this will be the first time. I have okay. not. I, I am. I have stayed away from any preseason NFL action. Well, you got I'm saving everything minutes. for a couple of Sundays. <laughs> and a couple of Sundays, that answer will not be the same. All right. Uh, the Broncos are, oh, the Broncos are a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. I imagine that. I imagine that. Do you? Was that before uh, they said Purdy was going to start? Or no. we found out I mean, that they're, party they're was a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the over-under. How about this? 40 points. So a San Francisco team who scored seven last week and a Denver team who scored 17 last week, it, it sounds like these uh, these odd makers have expected or, or at least are expecting these offenses to be a little bit more functional than they were in week one of the preseason. Maybe, or maybe it's a couple wise guys in the back room eating sandwiches throwing darts. <laughs> is that what you think? Is that what you think it is? Yeah, that's, I can tell you that's not what it is. I can tell you that's a, all right. So if you had if you had to come down on either side of this, where would you come down? Uh, I, you know what? Look, I'm going to take the under. You're going to take under forty. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take the under four under forty. And I and I'm going to give me the Broncos to cover. What do you say? Three and a half. Yeah, that's more than a field goal. Yikes! <laughs> and you're, I mean, you're so. So Yikes. let me explain to you. Let me explain to you what taking and laying the points tonight means. It means expecting Denver to be able to, you know, score points and keep San Francisco out of the end zone. But the thing is, is if you look at San Francisco's back end, it's going to be Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, and Brandon Allen. All three of those guys with NFL experience going up against Stidham and Danucci for the most part. So we expect we see close to a full half from Russell Wilson tonight. 20 to 25 snaps, I believe, was the range that Sean Payton gave the media the other day. But you're you're anticipating that Danucci and Stidham look better than they did last week. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Danucci's been interesting. Yeah. Right? He has. He, he, he has because, 
he's kind of one of those guys, nothing to lose guys, and, and, and he gets fired up. And, and you want to see that out of guys who are, are vying for a position on the team. So I'm interested to see uh, whether he can translate or, or whether that permeates throughout the offensive unit when he's on the field. If I had to come down on either side of this, these lines tonight, I'd take San Francisco plus the three and a half because I think they're they, – they, I'd be surprised if, if Denver looked that much better than they did last week tonight. I mean, I know it was a good week of practice, but this is a much better football team with better depth that you're going to be facing in San Francisco. I know they got their doors blown off by the Raiders last week, but I imagine that that was a wake-up call for them as well. I expect, especially with Brock Purdy, uh, we expect to get at least two drives tonight. I expect them to come out and try and start fast themselves because they went three and out in their first three possessions last week, Kyle. Yeah, all Their bad. first three possessions. they were It was all bad. It was three plays negative two yards, three plays, five yards, three plays, negative two yards, and then they followed it up on their fourth drive with a touchdown drive, and Trey Lance was able to convert to Ross Dwelly into the end zone. But look, I mean, this is a team, like I said, they've got quarterbacks with NFL experience, so it, it should be a tight ball game. I, I, would, I, don't, I don't anticipate a blowout. I would go, I'm actually going to go on the other side of you in both of these. I would take the over mm. in the preseason game, and I would take San Francisco plus a three and a half at home. If you're going to bet on it. If I was, but I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Right. Now, here's, now, here's the interesting one. The over-under for the first half where we're going to see the Broncos offense is 20. What would you do there? Over, under, in, in the first half? In the first half. For 20 points? 20 points. Yeah, count me out. <laughs> so over. you're going under. I'm going under. Yeah. Wow. You could, so you could have some of those points, actually. So, so what, like a 14 to 6? Yeah. I'm, you I get two scores know. in the first from the, I think I think you and I would come in here tomorrow morning grinning from ear to ear if you get 14 points out of the offense in the yeah, first Yeah, you're half. assuming that's just the Broncos' offense that scores, right? San Francisco's offense could do that as well. Uh, we'll see, yeah, man. Yeah, I thought, I, I, I thought I, I, you know what? Broncos. You know what? I'm going the over. Give me high-scoring games here. Give me a high-scoring affair. And when I say high-scoring, I mean, like, you know, 24 to 23. Could you, yeah, All right, okay. Kyle. I see. Okay. All right, Kyle. We will reconvene tomorrow morning, 8 to 10. Make sure you join us, and we'll break everything from tonight's game down, front, back, left to right. Matt Smith and Kyle Reese as we lead you all the way into kickoff on the fan football pregame on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Enjoy the game.